International. Welcome back to <laughs> Ape Town. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I guess I'm uh, manning the manning the ship here, t- playing captain today, uh, getting yeah. everybody on board here for episode three of our Ape Town Spectacular, mm-hmm. a uh, thorough uh, in review and analysis of Planet of the Apes, all of the movies leading up to what will be the theatrical release of well, the new Planet of the Apes coming out in uh, sometime this summer. Yeah. All right, so uh, we've knocked down episode one, we've knocked down episode two, so now we're on three. So uh, uh, we went from Planet of the Apes to Beneath the Planet of the La- Apes to, I forget what this one's even Escape called. From Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Of the planet, from the Planet of the Apes. Not quite sure that's the right, the best word for this one, but uh, it is what it is, you know, too late to change that. And uh, so this is a, if we if you're following along, we, we obviously we spoke very highly of the first one. We had a lot of questionable things to say about the second one. Yeah. I think most of that was tied to the production, like the, the story behind the production probably led to all, all, of, all, all of its shortcomings. Yes. And, uh, but now we got the third one, which um, if anybody remembers, the second one ended with the whole earth getting destroyed, yes. which, uh, which was, I guess, not really a cliffhanger per se as you wouldn't expect there to be a, a follow-up sequel, but nonetheless, there is. And uh, so uh, this movie kicks off with another spaceship crash landing in the water, um, akin to the first two. Only this time we discover that the spaceship is uh, set a couple years after the first one. So I'm here with Ethan and Donna of uh, <laughs> Gary Busey Town fame. Hello. Ooh, hello. Yeah. I'm here with Bezo. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so I just woke them up. So if, if they sound a little groggy. <laughs> every, every episode <laughs> of the show is just like that. <laughs> so far. So far. Yeah. All right. So uh, if you... If, Ethan, you're the one I think uh, you know pushing for this more than anybody else. Um, oh yeah, uh, getting this thing off the ground here. But okay, so you watched the original Planet of the Apes. You loved it. You bought the box set. You watched the second one. You're like, well, I'd be done with this if there weren't more to watch. There was many more. And what was your impression after you know watching the third one, following the second one, your first time around? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh I remember liking it. I remember finding it like cheeky a little bit, like at the beginning up front, it's a bit cheeky, but, uh, I think, I think that's fun. Yeah. Like I like the music in it as well. The music's good. I think it, I don't know. It just, it just feels good. Yeah. It's kind of a feel good up front. I mean, you get the, you get a bunch of, 
happy scenes at the beginning and yeah yeah and then eventually it gets into weirdo planet of the apes territory but uh, yeah but yeah you get those like nice montages of them shopping in like <laughs> los angeles and everything and i uh i don't know i just gravitated towards the cheekiness I, yeah i like that yeah 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 okay um and overall you were like okay great i'm glad it's back on track ready to watch the the rest of them here yeah 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 okay yeah i felt i don't know i don't know i felt like oh okay so this is what they're gonna do now yeah and then you're like okay okay i see what's going on (laughs) uh donna your impression yeah i have uh the first time i saw this movie i was just like what the fuck is happening this is bizarre it does not match the mood of the other ones but Mm. it is fun in a way uh last week i talked about how beneath the planet of the apes is so 70s that it's painful right because of the actual script and the set like the actual practical items that make a film right right this one is so 70s but in a completely different way. So 70s, <laughs> the music is so 70s, Very, yeah. the clothing, the terminology, like the colloquialisms, yeah. uh, the ebb and flow of conversation it's it's very like um three's company mm. it's it's really bizarre but it's fun yeah. and it doesn't seem out of place with uh, Zira and Cornelius like yeah. it oddly works <laughs> in a weird way yeah so uh, to catch everybody up the uh, apparently yes the world did blow up at the end of, <laughs> of uh, the second movie but Zira and Cornelius and who was the Milo. third Milo the third passenger with them had already reconfigured um, uh, Taylor's spaceship and we were flying away from the planet uh, understanding that impending war was uh, around the corner and unbeknownst to them the uh, bomb was exploded which killed everything but then uh, caused one our, another time um, uh, ripple in time but this time it pushed them backwards yeah. to a couple of years after Taylor and his crew set off yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so they arrive and they're talking apes in the present, quote unquote, present day. 1973. 1973. Uh, so the, is the movie set at the same time that the movie was made? Yeah. Uh, no, the movie was made in 1971. Oh, so it's slightly in the future? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, I think it, like, has to because, um, because didn't they, they left in, like, 1971, I think Taylor did. No, so. they, they left 1972, okay. uh, and they say when they get on the ship, it's 2,000 years prior right. or right. whatever, two, I guess 2,000 years after the date yeah and then they say that when they meet or when they're found out i guess or whatever and they start discussing taylor they found out that uh the ship was missing for two years ah yes yes so um the uh it's the uh, yeah so the so the this the the premise of this one is that you have these two apes from the future who are now in a a, a, a near future america yeah, yeah or yeah. la if you want to be more specific and so the, then we have to deal with the ramifications of that it's west coast planet of the apes <laughs> yeah yeah very similar yeah <laughs> i don't know why i don't know the reasoning behind them being in la uh 
I don't know. Maybe it's just easier, cheaper, cheaper to shoot there. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this is my first time watching it, uh-huh. and uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's not as strong as the first one. It's way stronger than the second one. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I was noticing, thinking about this is that uh, one of the better sequences in the first movie is the trial sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where um, the the apes have to um, are, are have the humans on trial, and they have to con- the humans have to convince them that they are, you know, intelligent beings. Yeah, uh, you get the par- the same parallel here, where you have the trial of the the apes sort of have to convince this trial that uh, this board has been set up by the president. And there's even the same questions are asked no i didn't catch that there's a couple questions that are the same questions that they ask in the original movie of taylor really yeah Yeah, it's mirrored Yeah. yeah yeah um i i found myself again drawn to that scene and then i started thinking about i don't really i think I'll, my you know my favorite movie we talked about briefly was judgment at nuremberg which is a giant courtroom drama uh-huh. and then one of my other favorite movies of all time is anatomy of a murder which is a giant courtroom drama jfk has sort of a lot of which i really like too also has courtroom drama in it so maybe i'm just like kind of you know sensitive and yeah. uh, you know like those kinds of scenes See, so you like svu no. <laughs> your favorite author John Grisham no I, I've read I've read uh, The Rainmaker and I thought it was terrible uh, so no um, the okay uh, I guess my question just won't be answered then <laughs> no I haven't watched SVU I don't have TV so um, but damn uh, <laughs> Um, Damn, but, that sucks. But if you got that iced tea impression, you could drop it right now. Cause no, like it. <laughs> no. Don't put my impression that I'm I'm holding. We found it runs at the bed. She was all cut up. <laughs> we found the gun in the locker, even though they said there was no guns in the locker. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stay in school, kids. Shut up. Did you see my tweet about that earlier? <laughs> God damn it. I've been tweeting us the past couple of days about how I'm trying to bond with teenagers and trying to understand them. I'm trying to get on their level. Yeah. So far, it's not working. <laughs> not working. An impossible gulf. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, uh, the, uh, one of the things I noticed about this movie, it is very dialogue heavy. And yeah. the real um, drama in the movie is the conflict that arises, like the, the, literally the thought problems that arise from having these two uh, apes yeah. who are there. And essentially everything is drawn out from that, which is why uh, I think in some ways the third act is, doesn't really work all that well because it doesn't f- finish that conversation. It ends up being like a weird uh, action set piece. Yeah. Um, when I was thinking back to the first movie, uh, not the first movie, but um, you know, the, 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 the we, we always call it, is, is it called just the planet of the apes? Yeah. The yeah. first one is just planet of I the apes. I feel like it's James Franco's planet of the apes because we always allude, allude that he's in it. Uh, but I remember oh wait the first franco one yeah it's called dawn dawn of the planet of the apes okay okay yeah. okay my bad so you meant the actual first no the, you're right the yeah. first one first yeah no i'm talking about the the new reboot um but i remember just known that <laughs> well one of the things that's in the first one i remember is there's a there's an action set piece in the first act somewhere where um or rise sorry well, Rise is the second one, isn't it? No, it's so fucking confusing. Sorry. <laughs> Rise is the first one. Dawn is the second one. War 
is, is the, the one that's coming, coming out, out this year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but there's this scene in the first movie, in the Franco movie, where um, Caesar escapes and there's like this conversation happening at a board and Caesar breaks through glass and is rampaging through this facility and he lands on this, in the giant, on the, you know, in the front of this giant, on top of this table in front of all these different people and uh, all the efforts to be made to, you know, say that everything is safe and everything's going well are shattered because, you know, he's free and breaking and everything. And I was like, and it's just... I, I, in the 19th in, the, in this era when they would they do that scene it would be all conversation they yeah. would have to do conversation and talk it out and deal with the you know deal with the thought problems of what's, of what's to transpire but nowadays they just throw an action sequence in there and break glass and he Caesar runs around it's cool watching him do that yeah. and I thought about how much more sophisticated um, this screenplay is compared to um, uh, the one rise of the planet of the yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm kind of like, I was watching the movie and I was like, ah oh, man, I wish it's so much better when they didn't have access to all the special effects tools uh, uh, yeah. because it forced them to have these conversations. So I really like the conversation where, um, they're, uh, they're on the, in the judge sequence. And I also like a lot of the conversations that happen just in general with the conflict that arises. Forget it. What? <laughs> uh, well, I wrote that for my notes. I didn't get to say it um, for Beneath the Planet of the Apes, but um, I wrote a similar thing, which is that um, the sequence where they go, Brett, when he goes underground with Nova for the first time and they start like uncovering parts of New York mm. and he starts realizing that this is Earth. Yeah. Uh, if it that sequence happened in modern day, it would be like blatant product placement. It would be like a Domino's <laughs> box or like a Coca Cola bottle right, or right. something like uh, a Mercedes logo. Yeah, yeah. Like it wouldn't be specific to a region. Yeah, you know. And that was the best sequence of that movie. Is that whole scene that that piece of silence and when he and they all kind of cover and go into the the subway? I really liked. That was the best part of that. Anyway, um, so. Yeah, so the thought-provoking stuff that this movie has, I think, is pretty strong. And I like that none of the human characters are just achingly stupid. Like, for example, to contrast it in... Uh, eh, hear me out. To contrast <laughs> it on Rise of the Planet of the Apes... Uh, Why do you keep comparing everything to a movie that we haven't discussed yet? <laughs> because it's... This I hope that you don't blow your yeah. wad before we watch that one. I pretty much will hit all my bullet points and I'll just hit, I'll just hit play on, my, on what I'm saying now and record that episode. Uh, the, there's this scene where Caesar's locked up and there's like this abusive uh, uh, zookeeper. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so like all of that all of that comes from somebody who's you know just angry. he's just like this like abuse like this uh, you know like somebody's not really you know not really a part of our, our human experience just some guy's like a complete totally off the chain asshole uh, to Caesar in that movie whereas in this one there the antagonist is somebody is a scientist who quickly understands the ramifications of what's going to happen if this if the apes are able to have a talking child yeah 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 and so his motivation for going out and trying to kill ultimately the child and if not them in the process it has a different yeah. there's a different sophistication there that is in this movie that's not in, in later movies and it's just I was just like I'm wondering okay so obviously the whoever made you know the James Franco version has clearly seen the previous ones and I I, I feel at a loss because I wish that 
now that I'm experiencing these movies and how thought provoking they really are, I feel that we've been undersold on the remakes now. Really? I think so. Yeah. I don't agree. Okay. Well, we'll, yeah. Maybe we'll watch those ones eventually <laughs> yeah, yeah. and this conversation will be more relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite possibly. <laughs> quite possibly. Uh, I, I disagree with you uh, tremendously. I, I do not. I think that there is, in fact, the main uh, human protagonist is is incredibly stupid. I think it's one of the dumbest parts of this entire movie. The and male, the maybe, psychiatrist? No. And maybe even the entire franchise. Um, I'm speaking of the council person that is the one that's persecuting them and that's chasing them down because there's nothing nothing less scientific than just wanting to kill something. That is the least scientific approach ever let's not what how that would play out well okay i mean that's i'm not saying that's a bad argument <laughs> uh but i just feel like it's it's a little more sophisticated than what we got in caesar right i don't want to talk about that movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, we can't talk about it. yeah i get that i get that <laughs> until we get to the next couple of movies yeah because yeah, yeah. you still don't even know the full full loop of it yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway but i mean that's just that's so foolish that is not a, an approach that a scientist would take even if a scientist pieces together that these two equal the eventual downfall of humankind a scientist would be like so you are only allowed to live in this zone yeah this is your zone this is where you fucking have to be and then just take your chances after that but a scientist would still always want to study and learn more and discuss i mean there's always there's such a greater potential that things could change by communicating than just by fucking killing something (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I get that. It, it would be different if it was like, I mean, okay. So what we failed to mention here is that these apes arrive on earth and, uh, they are, they go to this court, which is like the presidential council. So the, they, these various people, there's like a priest there for some fucking reason. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like just some bloat, Joe Joe Blow guy yeah. yeah and then there's this uh scientist who is like I I guess he's like a astro he's physicist like the head or something for the president yeah science, scientific advisor or something yeah like that. so all of these people are trying to discuss the shit with the apes where we have the mimicry of the um uh, planet of the apes with the Charlton Heston uh council scene um but this scientist understands like there's a potential for time travel and uh then immediately is just like no we like we need to kill them that's just what has to happen here well to be to be fair it's part of what comes out in the trial and what happens in the trial is that the uh uh, cornelius and zora zero Zero. sorry spent three movies movies also spoiler alert she dies in this one (laughs) so you can't even fucking respect it And Zira is, he's the one who is listening to what they say and taking it at face value. Whereas, uh, 
all the other people on the council are highly dubious of what they're saying and he he, he jumps to the conclusions quicker you yeah. know if he said if they say that they're from the future and you know and then there are no humans and then and and it, it, he's the one who pushes the I think he puts the pieces together and realizes there's a threat there that uh, the others don't necessarily take part in. But that would be like, if we look at like modern history, like something that we could relate this to, like his reaction is equivalent to like Dick Cheney to me. Like he's like, just like, a fucking finger on the button like say a bad thing and i will fuck you up you know what i mean like he's not it's just a not a rational thought line for a scientist and that's always that has always been my biggest issue with this movie fair enough fair enough um i think the uh um but it does put into perspective it, and it does ask the question outright and i thought the some of the dialogue by the president character in this movie is, is pretty strong uh because he's not some dumb uh you know empty shell who's who's only interested in you know the next election or whatever he's yeah. he he actually has like a lot of uh uh breadth in his in what he has to say but when he's talking to the scientist dude he brings up Okay, so we all agree that we'd all take a bullet to Hitler's head in, in Germany 1940, but would we do it when he was a, ki- a baby? Yeah, would we do it to his innocent. mother or his ancestors before him? Yeah. And he does ask the uh, you know those moral questions as to whether or not it's right. And, um, and then the question is, if you had scientific certainty or at least a probability that the body, that this person could, you know, lead to the outcome of the fall of the entire human race. Yeah. Do you do it just because on the the the, the uh, what could happen is so high? Like if there's some scientific thing that they could point to, they're literally from the future and they're literally telling us yeah. this right. is the outcome. Except that that I mean, this is where this this is like I feel like it, even tr- starting to talk about this is like. Uh, dangerous because like when you started talking about time travel shit it always is like you're flirting with where it just fucking goes absolutely Absolutely. insane (laughs) and like is not even reasonable but they are from the future and that was the path that got them there and i'd like to talk about that a little bit later too because i wrote down uh specifically what they express as how they got to this point but uh so uh, Yes, the president has these a really great conversation, or I guess a monologue. Really, he's just pretty much speaking to the scientist guy uh, regarding um, what their responsibilities are. Right, and it's so if they came back in time from the future, there is still a possibility that you could change that because once they're removed from the equation, like it doesn't. It doesn't mean that exist anymore, right. you know. Yes, I totally, I'm totally on board with what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, so it's just so, it's just so. But to be fair, the president. I just don't feel like that character should have had scientists as his name. To, like that's my issue because that's not scientific what he's saying. Perhaps, perhaps he ha- he says like one scientific <laughs> thing about time travel yeah. or space travel, and then the rest of it is just like it's threat, really it's threat militaristic. And yeah, and the president does ask him point blank now that they're here. Are you for sure that this is the path that we are going to lead? And the guy says, no, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. But he's still convicted to to do something nonetheless. And so the compromise is not kill the apes, but kill the offspring. 
except that there's later a conversation they're like you want to kill yeah you wanted to kill the apes didn't you and he's like like, yeah 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 i did (laughs) you bet yeah he wanted to sterilize them definitely yeah yeah. i mean that was the agreement well no that was like that was like the um the compromise he still wanted to kill them i don't think that he ever envisioned a world where they would continue to live which again is not scientific fair enough it's also bizarre in this movie i'm sorry it's also bizarre in this movie that uh later on they have like a a more intense interview behind closed doors sorry i'm like there's fucking cat hair everywhere in this (laughs) world your face is just a a single layer of cat hair (laughs) i'm like the wolf man um there's another more serious interview with the cia interrogating them later Mm -hmm. and they use this slip up that Zira has of dissection of humans as like a trigger like they're triggered by this which is also again having a scientist in the room and his response being just like "Hmm, well Well. I told you this is why we should kill them (laughs) also extremely stupid (laughs) the only one that has like a rational and reasonable thought process about it is the animal psychiatrist right who isn't like that's like make-believe science like why is he the most rational one about this (laughs) uh i there's no i don't have any counterpoints to that like, because it's a, you're right the uh, as a scientific advisor he seems very uh um like you said he's very militaristic he's he is very it's like he's the republican left in the office and now it's all <laughs> democrats and he's just like i don't know we should probably bomb it and they're like just i case. mean should we like <laughs> <laughs> so um but i i do like that i do like though that it does create an ethical uh, kind of shock to the system because you're sitting there talking to essentially somebody who is a human you know who has all the characteristics of a human being in, outside of looks and they're sitting there telling you I have dissected thousands of humans yeah and it's like what do you do with that that's that's not something yeah. you can just kind of throw away and dismiss well, as in the future it doesn't really matter you know like like I don't think I don't think there's still something there that it's like there's something there's something morally ambiguous about that. Yeah. Right, but I mean you can also see her reaction when she faints seeing a stuffed gorilla. Right, which again p- echoes in the first movie. Right, yeah. right, right when uh Taylor goes into the museum of natural history yeah or whatever recent history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean I don't know. I it just is weird. <laughs> I think it, I think one thing that I think is really funny about and kind of interesting about this movie is that you you get uh, whether or not to believe it, I guess is the question, but you get like an explanation as to how apes like became kind of sentient or whatever. That was really right. cool. Uh, so I really like that. I wrote that down. Like cool. the lineage. <laughs> oh, okay. What do you mean? I yeah. apologize. <laughs> yeah. no. I what did you write down? I, I, I know what happens. I can explain. Okay, cool. 
Okay, so anyway, so the way that apes became sentient was that there was a do- there was a plague uh-huh. that wiped out dogs and cats. Yeah. And then humans still needed pets. Yeah. So they took in apes as pets. Yeah. Who then essentially started passing the Turing test. Yeah. Eventually, because they uh, they were around humans so much. Right, and and it's akin to dogs are effectively smarter now than they were previously. So what if we did the same thing with chimps and monkeys or whatever yeah. how much smarter would they get in a short amount of time yeah and the idea was that uh that after once they started doing like tasks then they the humans and the uh, apes became very close and, right. and and humans slacked and and were okay with them doing that and essentially regressed as apes progressed right. evolutionarily uh i I, uh, it's, it's kind of funny because, like, if you think about it and you're like, you're like, well, if that's what happened, like, that's pretty far removed from, like, the reason apes take power is because these two apes arrive back here. You know what I'm saying? It's like the idea of, like, killing them is like, well, will, would you even alter that course of history at all yeah. in eliminating them or sterilizing them or whatever? You're right, because the outcome of that conversation should have been... Well, did, do y'all have any specimens of that thing that killed the 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 all the pets? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that should have been. Oh, we need to save all the pets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to save the dogs and the cats. If that's the domino effect. Yeah, yeah. 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 But instead, it's uh, they they revert. Uh, well, if uh, the having the child, excuse me, the offspring yeah. of those two could could potentially um, bring that threat to fruition. But of course, then the the do- the pet plague would happen anyway too right yeah the Can pet plague would of, still happen yeah yeah because you're not eliminating the pet plague yeah which is the ultimate thing that occurs that causes this yeah 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 so you're not hypothetically in eliminating them you're not altering the course of history at all yeah that's that's unfortunate that that uh, logical uh, loophole is still there but then it's well it's not a logical loophole if you think that it's a bluff that they're that they just made it up that what they're like why take zero saying that as absolute truth you know what i'm saying because it's potentially is her just trying to save her neck being like no she doesn't say it cornelius does cornelius yeah uh i don't think there's any indicator in the scene at least that the writing suggests that he's bullshitting so i'd have to go with that's the the new canon of the story um because previously it was they didn't really know what happened like the humans what i'm saying is that's what they that's what cornelius and zira heard right in the scrolls yeah in the scrolls but we've known that the scrolls are inaccurate or at least can be modified can be modified and uh we know maybe in the upcoming films that maybe that is not true they didn't even have access to the scrolls so they never would have known that at all oh it's like they only they only know it because the preacher told them kind of thing no that the only person in all of the apes that in the planet of the apes that would have known that would have been the lawmaker which at that point was dr dr zayas no one else would have had access to the scrolls to know that and that information is exactly what we were talking about last week uh and beneath the planet of the apes which is that it was never told to anyone. Mm. Yeah. 
So is the lawmaker a title or yes. is that, that a title that gets passed yes. on? Oh, I thought it was a single person. No. Well, uh, it is a single person. A single ape or whatever. But after that person dies, then I thought there's another whoever becomes the lawmaker. It's like the uh, president, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know or that. Or like the oracle. Yeah. I see. Okay. And like, or whatever. And the giver. You yeah. Know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you can't it's a cool story but I don't think you can take it I think it's a bluff because maybe in the upcoming movies we'll see that maybe that's not what happens who knows or maybe that's not what happens in this alternate future yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's also like what fe- like what path has actually occurred and if that path is altered yeah. based on the amount of time travel that occurs yeah and you know like what what, what does them what does like Zira in Cornelius and Milo coming back to 1972 do to what the future is? Yeah. Because they have a child. Yeah. And that child survives. Yeah. 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 So the, uh, uh, in that scene though, one of the two things that I really liked about it is one that they, the, they describe that the apes are doing all these tasks for humans, whether it's cooking or cleaning or whatever. And then they learn, he's very emphatic. He says, and then they learn the concept of slavery yeah and then that's when it changed the the mental dynamics between who they were to their masters yeah and then uh there was one single solitary ape who defied them yeah. and said no you know who that ape is well if it's caesar <laughs> i've seen that one <laughs> um yeah but caesar may be cross-generational what yeah so uh, anyway look how stupid little <laughs> hey what's gonna happen yeah uh so, um, but anyway, they have this trial sequence and the first round of trial, they're pretty cool. You know, they're like, I think they're okay apes. And so they have the montage where they kind of uh, fit into the modern society. Yeah. Um, one of the best scenes, little montage. Yeah. When they're getting like suits and like human clothes. <laughs> yeah. That scene is so good. I love that <laughs> scene so much. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Cornelius or, uh, yeah. Cornelius like walks out in a suit yeah. And then Zira does like the, oh, <laughs> it's just so funny. And then the same, they, then they flip it right around when she gets suited for a dress or fit for a dress. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a, a, something that I, I don't know if it was a product of its time or if it was intentional, intentionally macabre, but we learned that of course that uh, she's pregnant yep. and, um, and, and, and we find that out and then she gets, uh, she goes back to her apartment and the zi- scientist slash uh, warmonger uh it greets her at the apartment and then she says i want uh i want the grape plus grapefruit plus or whatever it is great drink great grape juice plus grape juice yeah. plus yeah. champagne yeah <laughs> and uh and he gives it to her and it's like but he knows that she's pregnant yeah and it's but, like uh, it's like is there like they're not gonna even touch like the whole alcohol I mean, people fetal still drink when they were pregnant in the 70s that's what i'm saying like yeah. i'm wondering if it wasn't like if, if like the medical uh, knowledge but also champagne a- like isn't really booze i mean i think that you can have because you're you can have a glass of wine while you're pregnant yeah so uh, champagne has even less alcohol in it than wine does I think it's still like a little. If I, if I was the scientist, I'd probably go. You know, you're pregnant. You're probably yeah, but also he wants her drink. to get drunk because he wants to record. Yeah, her. and he doesn't care that's if why, she's alive. But that's why I'm wondering if that macabre thing was intentional or not. No. Yeah. Because you could do that then. Okay. It yeah. didn't matter then. Yeah. Okay. I think it's kind of a double play. Too. It's just yeah. weird to see it now. Yeah. Th- like it's yeah. weird a product, to like us. A product of its time. Yeah. 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 
So, because um, he says like, "Oh, I'm not supposed to smoke around you." Yeah, so. that, yeah. The second hit smoke is apparently worse than the uh, than yeah. the risk of drinking alcohol while you're pregnant. But he does it to set up his recorder, his yeah. sweet cigarette holder cassette recorder. <laughs> it's like a, I want one. Bond movie. I want one of those so bad. <laughs> it's so cool. Um, but anyway, with new knowledge from her being drunk, they initiate a second investigation, which does another round of chal- uh, questions, which uh, has more interrogative qualities. Uh-huh. They learn more about the destruction which was sort of hidden yeah. uh, in the first round of interrogations and then that puts them at risk and then they the council makes the decision uh you guys we're gonna y'all y'all are gonna be sterilized and the child's gonna be killed yeah or no they're gonna have an abortion i think that's yeah, what yeah, yeah um and so they escape and inadvertently kill somebody in the process yeah and uh and uh um, it's just like persona that's what happens when we get on persona i was explaining it to you right before we watched the movie uh and so then uh as they're on the run um the uh the uh psychiatrist helps them out and says hey i know this hiding spot in this uh shipyard and uh the um they go there and she has the child uh while out on the run and then the the uh, uh, what's his name the the scientist evil guy antagonist discovers where they are pursues them uh-huh. and uh, which culminates in the final uh, conflict. Uh-huh. And again, the movie ends on these like dark ass notes that follows in the footsteps of um, the first two movies. Yeah, very bleak endings. Very bleak. Very Consistently bleak endings. Yeah. The other thing about the uh, the cool thing is like. Um, they play a lot like consistently with their writing of these films with like like the audiences like how far they'll go to like like morality wise like with Cornelius like accidentally killing someone that led like that really doesn't uh need to happen right he he just needs to like knock him out to leave yeah but like him killing him then makes you like as an audience member be like okay now who am i supposed to side with because i like cornelius and cornelius is always a good person but he should probably be on trial for uh for murder for murder or for at least for uh, involuntary yeah, manslaughter, manslaughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like he didn't mean to kill them but then it gives more power to that scientist that yeah. then wants them killed but then the other moral boomerang on that is that the reason why he wanted to escape is that they wanted to take his child yeah, yeah, yeah. so maybe it is self-defense after all if he wanted to argue that point yeah yeah, yeah. Who, be- who knows because it's i mean if you were trying to force somebody to have an abortion or you know to, to kill the child if as soon as it's born i mean that's yeah. If, if I if somebody killed in with that pretense, I, you would hardly call that involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, and also you have to uh, you also have to take into consideration that uh, he he doesn't really care that he killed that human. Nope, pretty neutral. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, it's a good play. He shouldn't be like, oh I'll my god, I killed it. a human. He should be like, I mean, he's done plenty of shit with humans yeah. that are terrible. Yeah, you know. So it, it's just kind of another. There, I feel like with these movies and why they're great and why their writing's great is that they do they they put they drop in a lot of weird ethical and moral kind of uh, thought experiments yeah. like throughout the movie yeah. that you can kind of roll over you know in your brain and uh, i think that like that's another one where you're like huh well okay because it's like it goes against how i think like if I think like a lesser screenwriter or someone who didn't care as much, he would either just knock incapacitate that person. Yes. Just knock him out. Yes. Or he would be all broken up about accidentally of killing him. And then, yes. and then he would have been like, 
they're all after us now because I killed that person and I really did like I didn't mean to do it yeah. I feel so bad he just says it to like the one lady like, like once he's like hey I killed a guy uh, I didn't mean to I got I gotta peace out I gotta <laughs> like we gotta go and yeah. she's like oh okay yeah yeah, yeah which is also weird everybody's kind of like yeah nobody's shedding tears with his orderly yeah 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 it's funny I don't know <laughs> no I, th- I like what you said like the the whole thought experiment thing because I think that's what this movie and this whole series is evoking is like oh, what about this little moral conundrum what do you think about that and it's like yeah oh, there are no easy answers to that little thing right there that you're presenting yeah and it's cool because they have these like i mean the entire series is like predicated on tables turning yeah so then it's like well how much alliance do you have to your species like like and then like are you supposed to be aligned to your species or not and then like every species has different hierarchies right you know just like ours and, and you're like you know, yeah y'all are all monkeys and then that's the word that yeah, triggers them that's the word that triggers them is getting called a monkey yeah which is also weird because i guess i don't know why monkey is derogatory somehow that got translated as the n-bomb yeah <laughs> it does, definitely years. yeah <laughs> So I I read this and I just kind of finished researching it while you guys were talking about boring shit but <laughs> your uh, podcast <laughs> uh, Dr. Heslin is the name of the uh, Otto Heslin is the name of the Protag- uh, antagonist Yeah the bad boy presidential advisor guy Yeah and I read earlier that he was mentioned in planet of the apes and and beneath the planet of the apes oh. and i was i kept like trying to rerun through the movie to try and remember well so apparently uh dr heslin is the one that sent taylor's ship to space on that oh. mission and then subsequently sent brent. uh brent brett's ship uh, into space for the rescue mission and apparently this is like a whole like storyline in the comic books oh. so there's like a big section of like uh talking about taylor's first journey and how heslin i mean i don't know how big it is but i know yeah. that it's referenced in the comic books where heslin is the one that is like having that go and apparently there's this thing um which uh it's called heslin observed time okay or wait maybe it's something else like cur- heslin curve time or something like that hmm. um let me see sorry uh, heslin time curve which i guess is th- the name for what happened in space that makes them go either through the future or back to the past huh. so it's named after him because he's the one that keeps sending the ships through through it interesting i I mean yeah i would be interested in that uh in that like kind of side story because there's no real reason (laughs) there's no reason prescribed as to why the initial uh journey happened like like what they were like in the movie would you like to know that yeah i have it right here in the movie that (laughs) like in the first movie they're just like explorers we're explorers yeah and that's good enough reasoning but there's like you start wondering like i mean why because there has to be a reason behind it and did they know that they were going to travel into the future did they did no (laughs) no but did the people who launched them know Yeah, yeah no Oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Confirmed? Yes. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Let me see if I can find it again. Um, 
they were launched on okay working at ansa a-n-s-a instead of nasa (laughs) uh haslin had organized the juno mission which sent six astronauts landon stewart and jones which are the three from the first movie from planet of the apes okay between mars and jupiter in order to test hibernation pods Mm. and haslin's XCOM technologies and to officially claim jupiter for the united states Uh, which makes sense because it's like a cold war thing (laughs) okay fair enough at least it's like kind of relevant to the real world yeah haslin then organized the liberty one mission and urged general lazenby to send a second craft the liberty two if not to rescue the first crew and then test his time travel theory so i guess with the second one he knew that there was time travel time travel yeah interesting but that makes sense because i i think in this one the second one hasn't left yet Oh, like this takes place. This takes place be- post wow. Taylor leaving, but pre Brett leaving. Oh, fascinating. Oh, really? Or maybe Brett had just left. Yeah, because yeah. Brett would have known about the talking apes if it's been too much longer. Right. After this, so they got if, publicity. Yeah. So but, if uh, they yeah. just left, yeah. maybe that's why he doesn't freak out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, yeah, that'd be curious. Yeah. Like his, he's like, he like gets there and he's like, okay, I know what plan I'm on. No, what, why this is fucking weird? Because we already had the goddamn apes land. <laughs> that would have been a crazy sequel if the first scene is I know that guy landing. Like I know what's going on because that would imply yeah. that the the back in time thing that they've already that has already happened. Yeah, that there's like this inherent knowledge. Yeah, yeah. We should we should do a fan edit where that, yeah I was thinking like yeah. that could resolve a lot of those problems in the first movie yeah 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 he of him having to learn it all him okay so so the idea the way that the in this alternate fan edited yeah. universe the way this would go is you have the first Taylor ship leaves mm-hmm. Taylor ship is then recovered by Zira and Cornelius who then fl- no it can't work because because they see the earth explode as they're leaving right but they can leave to a time before brent's ship got like launched. like they like pass each other like in orbit no 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 just straight up before like like let's say his his, his ship leaves in 74 and they yeah. arrive in 72 or 73 right i mean just because that dude brett is training to be an astronaut doesn't necessarily mean that he has access to everything that's going on well, what I was saying, yeah, totally. But I was saying the the problem, one of the big problems in that we talked about the first act of part of the second movie is that it takes like half the movie for, uh, you know, um, yeah. before Taylor sort of puts his head around wh- what's going on, whereas it happens in five minutes yeah. in, the, in the beginning of the second one. And it, that would make more sense if you could somehow make it so that Brett, when he goes back, he, he kind of knows what to anticipate. Well, the weird thing is, is that the, the problem why that doesn't work is because Brett meets Cornelius and Zira and then he would have to, to be like who that, oh, have to play right. stupid. He would have so it would be I mean but there's well, a lot of playing stupid. you could cut that part movie. out though. Him yeah, meeting he them because really he doesn't really get anything from them. Like he could just see the ape city and then turn and then he just finds happens upon yeah. the thing, which is kind of what happens anyway. Yeah. But you could remove that entire segment of 
because you understand that the war is happening mm-hmm. independent of Cornelius and what, I don't know. What about refiguring it so that this, the what, what we just watched, the escape? Is, but is, wait, <laughs> what if when a planet explodes, it juices you up and it makes you go faster into the time hole? So they went, they quicker got to the backwards time. <laughs> no, no. If you if you just edit it so that the third movie is the second movie. Damn. Thanks, guys. <laughs> just and and uh, you use like off. little moments of you you intersplice little moments of uh, the second movie in the third in the in the third one to kind of yeah. you know the scenes with Taylor and the uh, you know what well, I don't know I don't know how you would do it like I, I was just thinking out loud yeah, yeah yeah but uh, yeah because I mean they could still have left I mean wait. What? No, I'm confusing myself. Yeah. Because Zira and Cornelius leave the planet while Brett is on the planet. They leave after meeting Brett on uh, when it is uh, 2955 or whatever. So, yeah, they leave then and then go back. Yet don't reference meeting Brett either that's because i don't think that they think that he's there yet like they just like they they reference that there were two ships that went up but they don't know how long it takes to get there or to like get to oh, I the, uh, the thing that causes the time yeah. shift yeah yeah, technically Brent and his crew could be in a coma, you know, flying out there. Right, there exactly. During this movie that we or just Or maybe saw. they aren't even able to trigger it. Maybe yeah. it's like a door that like locks behind Close you. Like them. you can go through it, but then you can't go through it again. You have to go backwards through it. You know what I mean? Uh, like it like gets caught on a lip like either uh, way. Like it can't. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, who knows? What else fucking seventies. Seventies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Before they understood time anything. travel. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I get it. Yeah. Living in the year two thousand. Look, I'm just saying that I'm pretty sure, based off of all the space movies that I've watched, when something explodes behind you, it makes you go, go faster. faster. Yeah. So I'm just saying that it's possible I, that it shot them so quickly in the, into the past it, that they caught the tail end before they left i'm not denying your you could exist there. in multiple places at once in the star trek movie <laughs> uh, an, uh, an explosion is so powerful that it gets the uh makes the star trek enterprise get, leave a black hole <laughs> yeah that happens in several movies it's just fucking space facts yeah yeah god damn it guys uh, fuck yeah no i don't scientist anymore i don't know i don't so okay so yeah so this fuck okay so this one does have to i mean according to the way that it's written it takes place after brad yeah after they launch at at the very least that they launch off yeah they launch off after but there's another thing that we haven't even talked about that doesn't have anything to do with time travel really at all if they have i mean like we have communication to spaceships now Cause I know that cause they have Instagrams. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, all right. What if Brett is on the way? Yeah. And 
sees like the first news report doesn't get gets, all the details right gets information from dr heslin who sent him ah. saying because like time is always i mean time is a flat circle right it's <laughs> yeah. always going it's always going forward and you can't do anything to stop it but just because he was there and their timeline the fact that they came back already means that there's another timeline right. this is what i'm saying you cannot talk about time travel yeah it's, because oh, so <laughs> he he does. could be there and also not be there at the same time though because yeah. the second that you introduce one change that springs another timeline and now that if we're following this ball then that means that yeah. this is the new timeline which right. means he could still be in space and dr heslin between trying to kill the fucking apes was like yo dog yo, there's some apes there dog. and they yeah. are talking <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and their name is Cornelius and Zira. So, <laughs> yeah. they, so be on alert. Be on alert because they're snakes. <laughs> I don't know. That is kind of, I don't know. It's fun. It's fun kind of another little thought experiment. Because I don't think, does Brett ever mention? I don't think he's mentioned in this movie at all. No, no, no. I know he's not mentioned in this movie, but in the second one, in Beneath, does he mention what year he launches in? Yeah, I thought it was like a two years after um, uh, uh, Taylor took off. Taylor took off no he he says when they arrived he doesn't say say when when they left he says that they arrived at uh, three thirty nine fifty five, which is actually before yeah. prior Taylor yeah. being yeah. there. Yeah. So, yeah. but he said that you know they, he thought that there was an issue. We talked about this yeah, in last yeah, week yeah. that there was an issue with the way that it was recording or something. Right. But that still lines up with the. I mean, if you add twenty years onto that or whatever, that still lines up with the. I don't know. Yeah, because you also have Your to take into hard. you also have to t- <laughs> you also have to take into consideration. I mean, if we're basing the length of time it takes to do this, I believe Charlton Heston says it's six months of flying and then like six months of hypersleep. I believe so. Like but the time, entire trip itself is a year. But time moves differently in space. <laughs> yeah but he says earth time it takes yeah because he's like he's like he does at the at the, at the captain's the, log at yeah, the beginning he's like well yeah. we've been for it's right been but that doesn't account for when minutes. they hit the black hole or whatever is sending the whatever it's, is propelling yeah, yeah. them through time because you could hit you could be like you could have been traveling for like a week or a month or whatever and in hypersleep, but then yeah. you hit the black hole and that could account for All six the- months of earth time or right. five months of earth time. So you're out whenever you get plopped out of it. Like it's like yeah. a toilet. Whenever you get plopped <laughs> out of it, when your little poop flies yeah. up. <laughs> what kind of toilet do you have? <laughs> Dude, it's just like swirling around in there. Yeah, it just well, I'm just, all I'm trying to figure out, all I'm trying to figure out is no all i'm trying to figure out the the entire thing i'm trying to figure out is when cornelius and zira are in 1973 earth has brett left or is he in space currently flying or has he not left all right you know what here's the thing okay 
we're we are gonna take a break in a minute per, per, for before we launch into the next one yeah. for us yeah, you guys yeah. won't hear that until next week but ethan i think while bezo is going to take a little break and drive to his house for a minute yeah to think about sweet sweet nova and her boobies <laughs> you and, and i in her, <laughs> her hair you and i can re-watch the beginning sequence which i know has the specific drop it's right at that court sequence is where they drop how many spaceships have left but i can't remember if they say two or one yeah and then we can answer that in next and i think in the beginning of beneath you'll know this i think in the beginning of beneath when brent is talking to his co-pilot who's dying (laughs) he has a line of dialogue where he tells them where he says something about when they left looking for taylor yeah Y'all didn't get done spaced out on it. Let me repeat that again. At the beginning of the video. Have you ever seen that GIF of, uh, I don't even know what it's from. Are you really signing a meme on me right now? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Not on you, on me. The GIF of Zach Galifianakis, like all the numbers are like floating around. It's like square root and like the E thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, dude. That's what my brain's like right now. See if we can. It's like time travel is like the worst impression of like bernie sanders though like can we just talk about that for a moment time travel is the worst impression because like everyone when bernie sanders was running everyone was like doing bernie sanders impressions they were like it's the top 17 percent of the bottom 50 percent with 16 percent of that is 18,000. it's all numbers but time travel is the same thing yeah it's like okay all right and so then there's this guy and if you follow that straggler it takes you to the other one but that one's tied to the (laughs) okay according according to this um according to this timeline which we don't know how accurate these timelines are uh but they say january 1972 is when uh, oh, yeah, the one I... with Taylor, Landon, Dodge, and Stewart leaves. <laughs> and then they say February, right after that or whatever. Like, like right after that is the, when the one with Maddox and Brent leaves. And then, uh, like, a year after they leave is when Zira and Cornelius land on Earth. Oh, so, according okay. to this one, Brent has left. Yeah. And when they arrive, they arrive on Earth after brent has left okay so the two ships are gone yeah yeah and they arrive after even though hypothetically they could arrive even before taylor and them yeah. left like yeah. they could arrived at any time right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so i mean that's what this one says so i guess we'll take this at i don't know where they got the months from but they they yeah they because s- it's in the comic books oh yeah it's in the com- some okay all right some of this and this is where this shit is gonna get fucking real complicated later on guys if you think this is complicated fucking strap in buddy because <laughs> yeah, it's gonna get nuts what? because this particular list that i was citing earlier with like the specific names of the spaceships and all that shit and why they went to space and stuff yeah this one is talking about uh it's referencing the animated series. It's referencing uh, yeah. the live action series. They've already and done it's referencing <laughs> the comic book. Okay. Yeah. They've well, this one doesn't have anything about the new one. I mean, this is like hey. a Planet of the Apes Wikipedia. So it's like. Yeah. Yeah. The Apes Chronological. Chron- chron- <laughs> <laughs> uh, 1975 and Marvel Comics. 
Planet of the Apes comic magazine, issue 11, which is where, so I guess issue 11, if you're a big comic book person, maybe you already know this, but this is the specific timeline about the ships taking off. Okay. Issue 11. I'm going to find the, I'm going gonna to find the copy and I'm going to read it. Good. <laughs> I'm going to go to Austin Books and Comics and just buy every one that they have. Right. I don't, I doubt they're going to have that one. Yeah. <sighs> It was From hot issue. Nineteen seventy five. Yeah, they have a they have a whole a whole old comic section. Yeah. Down, it's probably gonna be damn expensive. <laughs> it's probably like three dollars. <laughs> I don't know. Play uh, the Apes is like a big like money thing. Yeah. Pit. It's what? a thing that makes money. money. Ball. <laughs> it's big Brad Pitt. Yeah, so apparently according ball, to the timeline. According to that timeline that I read. They arrive after both ships yeah. have fired. Yeah. And I think, uh, I, I think pragmatically, the reason why we don't hear a lot in this movie about the whole Brent thing is I think they're trying to like, okay, let's kind of, let's not mention too much about the second movie. <laughs> yeah. Even though the second movie ends the timeline. Yes. Yes. They like, need the ending of the second movie, but the yeah. rest but of it, it is kind of only it. ends the timeline from the first movie. That's true. Timelines That's true. continue. This new, this new yes. timeline now exists. Because so. if they never went went back into the time the first time then they then that never then the end would have never happened right yeah <laughs> so uh, so uh, the point is is that planet of the apes as a saga is as much a moral thought experiment as it is a brain fuck when it comes to time travel yeah. <laughs> the question is which you know which vein do you want to sink your teeth into because you, there's plenty of that to get it oh and next week Next week, there's more. We Ooh. didn't even talk about the end of this movie yet. Oh, I think we did. She oh, she well. swapped the babies. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, there's a scene where he meets uh, Montalo. Uh, what's his name? Montalban. What's that ca- actor's name? Arturo Montalban. Yeah. I don't know, but he played St. Francis of Assisi. He was the bad guy. In, he's Khan in yeah. the Star Trek uh, 3 or 4, whatever that but one he is. He also played St. Francis of Assisi and gave the baby a St. Francis of Assisi medallion, wow. which is how he knows at the end of the movie that, that the babies the baby. had the little freaky Friday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he also is the actor who's the bad guy in Naked Gun. Got to get that out of there. Hey. So... Uh, <sighs> Um, anyway, um, so yeah, there's a sequence where the, when they're temporarily hiding uh, the um, the chimps, they get they go to a zoo and this uh, it's a circus circus, excuse me, it's an Andy circus. So, <laughs> so uh, God damn so it, so Zira can have her baby. <laughs> so Zira has her baby and uh, she swaps it out with another. I thought it was a gorilla. That's why I was kind of confused. But it's because that was it was the shittiest costume. <laughs> yes, that you will ever yeah. see in this entire yeah. series. Um, but she swaps her child out with another child who was born in captivity and uh, we learned from the closing moments of the movie that um, the baby the the baby that's killed by our um, our soulless scientist is uh, is just you know just a regular regular monkey baby then who cares yeah. not the special monkey baby uh-huh and then we get that uh, not monkeys the reason we see that is at the end when Cornelius and Zira are both shot mm. Zira then throws the monkey baby into the water yeah. that scene <laughs> and is, it floats <laughs> that part is so weird because like it's just so bizarre to me yeah. why does she throw it in i don't the know there's no reason know. it doesn't make sense because it doesn't destroy any evidence it's not like it sinks to the bottom and they can't do an autopsy maybe she wanted to make sure it got killed 
Yeah. So that when they would never even like be able, be able to like challenge the fire. be able to be like yeah maybe so they couldn't like keep that one alive and and segregated to see if it grows up to talk. Yeah. So it's like a definite like okay it's gonna die. Yeah. Except that when she throws it into the water, it's laying. It somehow miraculously ends face up. I think yeah. that's just so, bad Yeah, it's bad props. But yeah, it still it does beg the question: Why throw it in the water at all? Yeah, because it's going to look identical to any other child. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a chimp. You know. Yeah. Yeah, probably to the untrained eye. So. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you do have one of my favorite scenes in all of the planet of the apes is uh the end of this movie where we zoom in on baby milo and it starts saying mama in this weird back and forth they take the film and they yeah. play it forward then play it backwards and play it forward then play it backwards for no reason i don't know why if for they, like they probably had the camera like on the monkey seconds. for like an hour and only got one kind of mama kind of thing in yeah, the mouth yeah. and so that was so bad. I love I, it. Really? Love it's it. like yeah, that's yeah, super yeah. creepy. Ah, super ah, trippy. Ah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> it looks really animatronic. Yeah, it yeah. super weird. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's funny. I think it's funny that they were like, they were like, they go through this entire movie and then they get to that end and they're like, yeah, just play it front and back, back and front. then fr- play it front again and then just play it backwards again. Let's just do that for like five minutes. Uh, we'll just end it like that. Yeah. Okay. And like, you really, yeah. All, all you had to do is do it once. Mama cut hard black. Yeah. And then he just had the voice going, mama. 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 He's just yeah, did pitch yeah. black. You hear him saying "Mama." He's like, yeah. "That's all you needed." No, they play it back to four <laughs> ten times. If you didn't catch that, we're just forward and rewinding this, you yeah. know, oh, a second and a half of video the first time. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. you'll catch it the next eight times we do well, it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I mean, maybe they only, uh, maybe the baby only said it once, and then they're like, "Oh my god, you guys got to see this!" <laughs> it's just like <laughs> rewind, backwards, rewind, forwards. Video. It's almost like a production joke. That yeah, yeah, did, yeah, that somehow made it through the final yeah process. it's awesome i love it it's like consistently one of my favorite scenes in the entirety of this all the series it's the one when the first time i saw it i'm like what the fuck and i was like hell yeah this is cool i just thought it was funny yeah yeah so i support it okay i support that artistic let's decision. uh do our ratings so we can wrap this bitch up yeah all right uh me honestly yeah. what i'm what but I'm going to give um, Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Uh, I'm going to give it solid um, 7.5. Whoa. Uh, I like this one. I like the cheekiness. Yeah. I feel like it It kind of, it's, it's different than all the other ones too. Hmm. Like I always am like, oh, you, the third one's good, but it's like really cheeky and kind of nerdy and I just like it. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. I don't know. So there we go. Um, I'm a big fan of the dialogue in this one. I, I, in fact, the sequences where there's less dialogue, I think that's what hurts it. Like, I know you like the, uh, the montage sequence, but I would have liked them doing the montage sequence and then talking about their surroundings because they should have been blown away that they're living yeah. in this world that's so forward from what they were. Yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I wanted, to, I wanted to see, I just wanted them to talk more. Mm-hmm. And so I also would have liked to see the third act also be about talking and reasoning and coming to this insane conclusion that they need to kill them. Yeah. Uh, so I, I give it a seven because it still has a lot of good guts in it, uh-huh. but uh, it, I think there's room to make it better. Nice. Ah, shit. I don't know how to rate this one. Um, 
I'm, I'm really not sure. This one's so bizarre for me. I like this one. Mm, I guess I'll give this one. Fuck. I, it's like I don't rated hurt, the Don't left. hurt yourself. Dude, it's in the time travels. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to give this one a 7 out of 10. All right. Wow. We did it. We did it. Oh my All God, right. I episode three down one. in the can. Uh, episode four around the around the block. We'll be tackling. What's the next one called? Conquest. 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 Oh, get ready, guys. All right. So go watch the movie. Get prepped up uh, so you can catch us on the next episode of Ape Town. Let's do some plugs. We want to do plugs or just I'm get fine. Fade, fade out. Oh, you can listen to my show. Dude vs. Girl. Mountain Dude vs. Dorito Girl. Yeah. Okay. I already found an archive of all the Planet of the Ape original comics online so I'm gonna be <laughs> in pdf format yeah i'm gonna be going right through on. those sweet so, i want to yeah. read number 11 all right uh, advice. <laughs> all right thanks everybody we'll catch you on the next episode bye all right bye oh hulk versus planet of the apes yeah you haven't seen that one i thought i bought you that issue in less than an hour we'll finish our six months out of cape kennedy six months in deep space
International. International. 